Hello and welcome to Mike's Open Journal episode 43 uh, and today again I am joined by another new guest so welcome to the podcast. Are you ready to introduce yourself? Hi my name is Nafisa and I'm a lifestyle blogger. Cool hello. Hi. Um, so we met I say we met uh we've kind of spoken online and we've met really through um daily focal uh where we've kind of been involved in some of the new blogging projects and things like that that have gone on uh and Nafisa is someone that I have kind of I think we've spoken on and off here and there but in no great detail so this is a really great opportunity for me as well to kind of talk to someone new and find out a little bit about um your background and your experience with Uh, mental health but also talking about a lot of different things online as well um so hopefully it'd be really interesting not just for the people listening but for for me as well as just a general nosy person (laughs) (laughs) yeah no definitely i'm looking forward to it cool um how have you found um daily focal so far just as it's kind of the place that we've met and i guess essentially where we've kind of had the opportunity to to be involved in a few different projects yeah definitely it's been really great to like meet a whole new i say meet but like virtually meet yeah a whole new bunch of people because i think i really mainly only knew charlie when we first started i feel like i've kind of like gotten to know the whole team now which is really great because i've got a whole new set of friends yeah it's really cool like um i had a conversation with someone the other day and they were like oh so kind of what's the benefit of it in the like you're doing a load of stuff for the same people in that you know like if you do guest blogging for different places you kind of get the promotion or the rub from oh it's for this person this organization that charity that person like if you're doing it for the same place what's the benefit i was like actually that's kind of the thing of i really like that um it is that kind of like team um environment and actually i like hearing about the ideas that other people come up with and the different ways that people think about stuff. Um, And I don't think you really get that opportunity when you do like guest blogging for different people. No, it makes it more um, concrete, I think, and it makes you more passionate about the project when you're working as a team, Mm. like a continuous team. Whereas I think if you do like random guest posts, it's kind of just like um, you introduce yourself, say who you are, and then after you've done that post, there's no really... Unless you were already friends with that person, yeah, there's no really kind of like connection anymore, which is mm. kind of sad. Yeah, I think it's nice to, I don't know, it's a nice project. I feel like to kind of be involved with and um, to also see like that team because I think initially there was was there like nine. I lose track now. There was like a smaller <laughs> group and then gradually more people have been added in. Let's leave it like that. <laughs> yeah, um, definitely. And that's been really cool, I think, because for me um like at the beginning i i kind of felt like oh it's a lot of pressure to do something that's a little bit different um so for me like i don't really uh like blog or anything like that on what i would consider like a regular basis yeah um so to even have the commitment of like doing so many a month um or trying to write about different topics initially i think was quite scary and quite daunting but again that idea of kind of being part of a team but also um having the opportunity to do something a little bit different to what you would do kind of on your own channel or in your own space was quite cool as well yeah no definitely I mean like I was that was something that was worrying me a little bit as well because like 
because I work full-time and I also have my own, like, online platforms. Mm. Um, but I found, like, because I'm writing the different content for it and I've been able to talk about different topics, like anxiety and, like, other just other topics that I find interesting that might not have a place on my own website mm. um, is really interesting. Yeah, I think it's kind of, like, freedom to sort of try different things and... Um... I think even just being part of the um like the WhatsApp group where we sort of share ideas and things like that is quite good where when um like when I put stuff together it's mainly just me like just thinking or feeling something or wanting to say something and there's not really like any discussion or huge well I say huge thought any thought really um <laughs> that goes into any of that stuff beforehand um so it's quite nice again just to experience putting together content in a different way yeah no definitely having people to bounce ideas off and things like that makes a huge difference um and so for me I think as well I've found like I've had a chance to I don't know I kind of understand a little bit more but also have more exposure to um like this lifestyle blogger terminology that i still struggle to <laughs> oh, i still struggle with it in that <laughs> it just to me it's like that's just being a blogger because lifestyle is kind of everything which i i avoid using at the moment um but i'm coming to terms with it where um like i feel like most of the time i will talk or write about mental health um and i see other people that will do quite a lot of uh like fashion makeup uh maybe like beauty things um some people do a lot of music reviews and things like that um and sometimes i think people put lifestyle when in my mind like it's just fashion that they talk about or it's just something um and so i find that a little bit confusing but i think by getting to know those people a bit more you see actually um like yes this might be the thing that they talk about like most of the time but actually there's quite a lot of other stuff within um the like the actual posts that they're writing so yes post after post is about fashion but within that post actually there's a lot of other stuff going on around that yeah no definitely that's that's it and it's about in between the context of the post and stuff and it is a weird one because um it's really i think there's and any people feel the need to label themselves as a certain type of blogger or you know that type of thing and Mm. You don't necessarily need to do that because it's an it's your own space. You can make it however you want it to be. Yeah. Um, so on that, I guess to ask you uh, kind of like a little bit about your space. Um, so you have your own website, you've got your own YouTube channel, um, and you've got quite a few different topics and areas that you look at. Um, so you're yeah. able to tell us a little bit of kind of like how your, I guess your brand um started and why you kind of decided that that's something that you wanted to do yeah i hate that word brand (laughs) 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 um yeah i guess so on my website i basically talk about a lot of the things that interest me so um if there's something that i'm excited to share with my friends or my family about i'll put it on my blog so it'll be like for example, I recently went to London for the weekend and I have a ton of places I went to go see. I went to see a fashion museum 
which um, I'm going to post about. I went to places to eat where I had the most amazing, like, dark chocolate, hot chocolate drink um, and things like that. But I also do a lot of uh, makeup and fashion reviews because those are the things that really interest me as well. Hmm. Um, and, like, it's like a little hobby of mine. So to be able to share that in the world is quite it's something that I find quite special. I think it's that crossover as well, isn't it, when um you're able to actually make something that would be um i guess like a passing interest or a hobby into something that you can really enjoy that you've really got something to kind of show for things as well um yeah and you get a chance to just share it with so many people um and that can be different for different people in that um i think within kind of the communities that we live sometimes there's only so many people you can share like a love of books or a love of makeup with because they have similar interests whereas by doing that online actually it opens you up to a lot more people to kind of not just share your interests and the things that you're really interested and passionate about um but also kind of look at other people and see what they like as well yeah definitely it's allowed me to make so many friends across like across the country and I come from like a quite a small town where everybody knows each other. Yeah. Kind of, they're all kind of integrated, having similar interests and things like that. So it's nice to have the option to go beyond that. Mm. Yeah, I think it's, oh, I don't know, it's a strange, I, think, oh, I don't know. I feel like it's just the time that we live in where it's that crossover of um, like when. Um, making assumptions about your age <laughs> when we were younger is that um, like the internet was such a new thing um, and it was kind of viewed and rightly so to some extent with a lot of fear um, but now actually people are prepared to share and show a lot more um, and that's a great way like you say to share ideas and interests passions um, and have people to talk to but also to to meet up with at a later stage as well um yeah. and really create not just i guess contacts that you have online but actually friends and relationships from that yeah definitely i mean like i i would used to do charity work with a charity called uk youth parliament mm. and i met a lot of people across the world like across the country and europe and i don't think i would have been able to sustain friendships with those people if it wasn't for the internet because obviously because of the distance and stuff but it allowed us to create really great friendships that I still have now and it's really sad to think that if the internet didn't exist those friendships wouldn't have manifested the way that they do now Mm. it it kind of makes me think of um you know when you're younger and you go on holidays and you like make friends and stuff on holiday and then it's like yeah oh that's like a holiday friend <laughs> and then, like now you have the chance to like if you really get on with someone you could carry on um like that conversation that relationship or that interaction after meeting them on holiday or at a conference or at a day out or something like that yeah definitely exactly that's exactly what it's like yeah um so you kind of put your your not brand your um <laughs> what word do you like to use um content your content okay so you put your your kind of content together you talk about a lot of different things that you're interested in um at what stage do you kind of branch into 
um, I don't know which one came first, the website or YouTube, but actually having a lot of yourself within that content as well. Because um, I think that can be something that's quite daunting for a lot of people. Yeah. Um, well, I started with my blog first. Um, and that kind of naturally just progressed for me reading a lot of blogs. And I kind of looked at what I enjoyed watching and enjoyed reading and kind of took inspiration from that. Um, I am a natural writer. Mm. I've always written. Um I was always that kid who had a diary, um, you know, who wrote loads, who would write letters, even though I had access to emails. I would still want to have a pen pal somewhere. Um, So that kind of came naturally to me. It was a YouTube, I think, that was a bit harder to put my personality across in. Yeah, I think it's really interesting hearing you say that, because that's kind of um, how a few people I've spoken to felt as they've started. And definitely for me, like, um, I felt more comfortable once I'd started in um, writing and it helped kind of get some of those thoughts out of my head and onto paper. Um, it feels like uh, kind of like a relief, but it's also a very creative way to do that. Um, and I read a few other blogs, so that became quite a nice platform to have. Um, but then for me, like I realised actually I, I'll listen to a lot more podcasts than I do read blogs um and then that kind of led me in that direction um and I can see how if you look at well who doesn't really but if you watch (laughs) quite a lot of YouTube videos um how you see like that's a great platform to to share content on um but also a great way to put across um imagery as well so a lot of the time if you are writing a blog um people will use like maybe one or two pictures within that but if there's quite a lot of um, I guess aesthetics to the the type of information or the content that you want to put up YouTube is a great way to do that yeah definitely I mean I definitely enjoy it and I really it's something that I am really passionate about at the moment um so yeah I mean I'm doing a lot more vlogs as well which has been really interesting and something that I've enjoyed doing yeah. like follow me around daily vlogs and stuff so, oh, yeah. I have I have to commit I haven't seen those the ones I've seen so far have been like the um like kind of the product recommendations and things like that um yeah so i need to have a look out for these wandering around the city center ones <laughs> yeah there's actually one coming out on sunday oh so. okay i'll have to keep my eyes and ears peeled to twitter and to youtube <laughs> have is this um your london trip yes it will yeah i um was there for the Julio blog award so okay. i i wanted to remember it because it was quite special so yeah did you find yourself taking lots of photos or is it mainly videos on that trip um i did both actually because i wanted to because i really like photography is something that i didn't expect to really enjoy when i started blogging mm. um but it became a huge hobby of mine um so, so i always take my camera with me wherever i go yeah, because I think, um, like, when I've looked at um, a little bit on your website, where is it? It must be, um, uh, I think it's probably Instagram or somewhere. Like, your photos are very pretty photos, and they're very on theme. Um, so it's obviously something that you put quite a lot of thought into. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> my Instagram, is a, there isn't really a lot of thought, too much thought that goes into my Instagram, but it is something that I like, so, yeah. Oh. 
<laughs> sometimes I do wonder like how much thought people put into them. <laughs> I'm like, oh my god, like mine's just my life. Like mine does not have a theme. And you see some of the other features, I'm like, oh my god, these people live like cool lives and they've really themed their photos and thought about it. I'm like, oh man. <laughs> Here's one of my cat. <laughs> It is nice. I mean, I do put a little thought into it. I'm not going to say I don't, but I like to have a balance. So I yeah. hope I get that right. <laughs> I think that's quite nice though as well. There's nothing wrong with, I think sometimes get um, people get like negative attention for having that kind of oh, theme, for lack of a better word, on their content. Um, and I had this discussion a little while ago with someone else where we were talking about um, people putting across um like different parts of themselves online and um it was a really interesting conversation because i've kind of come at it from their angle before and have now sort of changed my mind a little bit in the um you think oh people always just put up happy positive stuff online and it's like the highlights of your life and um i do kind i i generally agree with that um and i think it's really cool it's really brave when people put up stuff about when they aren't feeling positive or when they're really struggling with um, different things that are going on with, on within their life. Um, and for me, that might be mental health, but for other people, it could be anything. Um, but actually, I think it's it, there is a difference when you are... Um, you are like... A, you are like a brand, for lack of a better word. Um, yeah. And uh, you have... Um, a lot of people that are interested in your content and I think you do have a slightly different role than oh I'm just like Sarah or Joe that lives down the road um I have oh not necessarily a responsibility but I have an opportunity um to help make people feel happy and help provide that positive outlook on life um and actually yeah like when I'm really struggling I will um like post about it or talk about it um but for a lot of the rest of the time, it's also about trying to help provide people with good opportunities, good resources um, and showing like positive stuff, I think, helps in that way. Um, yeah, I mean, there's a lot. There's Sorry, I'm cutting in there. Yeah, no, no, go. I mean, I think there's nothing wrong with wanting to be positive and show the positivity online. Like if I'm not having a good day, if I've had like a bad day at work or whatever, mm that doesn't mean like um that isn't necessarily something that I want to share because it's it's just a bad day everyone has bad days it's nothing mm. special you know but then if I want to that doesn't mean that I don't talk about serious issues either mm. you know like I've done a video all about confidence I've written about mental health before as well um on my blog and on the daily focal and stuff so I think there's a difference between being positive all the time um and i don't think there's anything wrong with that either i mean there's a lot of negative stuff out there anyway mm. so why not spread a little bit of positivity when yeah. you can i think so and i think that's uh, a very nice kind of transition into talking a bit more about mental health um so uh mental health is obviously something that i i say i talk about a lot i try to talk about a lot um and it is something that um i don't know that we've specifically spoken about it before but as you said it is something that you've um spoken about previously and it's something you've blogged about um i don't know if you're able to tell us a little bit about um your experience or your thoughts around mental health 
Yeah, definitely. Um, so I have talked a lot about um, anxiety and depression because um, anxiety is something that I've gone through and still go through now. But it was something that kind of came about in my 20s rather than when I was a teenager, mm. which is quite interesting. I don't think a lot of people talk about that as much. Yeah, I think there there is a difference now, isn't there? That um, a lot of I don't know a lot of is it because I'm a little bit older? I feel like they're all younger people. <laughs> um, <laughs> like a lot of younger people will come out and talk about mental health, and that is great. Um, that is amazing. Uh, but I think it does feed into that idea that oh, it's something that is um, developed at an age when someone's a teenager or turning into their twenties, and it's part of that. I guess like character development as something happens within their um, their young life or they're hitting something around those uh, maybe landmarks um, for themselves that they're doing at that time. Um, but when it comes up to you potentially in your 20s, in your 30s, um, 40s or 50s or later on, um, that can be a very different experience when you've had, um, I think when you've had that experience of... Uh, I won't use the word normal, uh, a more traditional life. Uh, and then you suddenly experience something that may affect you with um, your confidence or the way that you feel or um, experience emotion. That can be quite troubling and quite difficult to deal with at first as well. Yeah, no, definitely. And I think there were small signs as I was like growing up, mm. but nothing, you know, there wasn't anything um, that kind of, brought it to the forefront and manifested it in itself into something that I had to think about if that makes any sense yeah I think it's it's hard to say as well because I think you have that mindset of um you're looking back as well so I mean like you say they could be um small indications or it could even be that we look back and we want to see something that says oh this was um like this was appointed to that and that was appointed to this and um there could be a load of different things i think like if you're in a completely different situation now would there be other things that you'd look back and pick yeah. out on and say oh that was appointed towards this um i think it's really difficult and i know like i've had conversations with people before where we talk about like childhood and i think when you're young um and young is a relative term i guess um <laughs> like you are a sponge like that's how children learn um so you do take in anything and everything so to have a kind of an idea as to how some of those things that go on when we're younger can affect us i think that's impossible um and i always have this thing in my mind as well that we're all different so um like i have this weird example where like so if you um if you get hit, oh let's swap them around if you get a paper cut um and i get hit by a bus like my physical injuries are obviously going to be worse however the way that um over time we deal with those um could be very different um very difficult in that do you know what like after i get over my physical injuries i could be fine whereas maybe you're traumatized by paper um and actually that could be a very debilitating thing to deal with and over time actually your injury is a lot worse than mine um so it can be very difficult to to work out how or why people are affected by different things 
Yeah, I mean, that's that's a, a perfect example, actually, of how um, anxiety can come about in a very variety of different ways. I was having a conversation um, with somebody else who suffers from anxiety a couple of days ago, and mm. we were talking about how, like, the smallest thing can feel really overpowering. Yeah. Um, and you can't really control that at the time you can um it can get i mean i've learned how to kind of sort of see the signs um but if you you aren't in that position to do that how it can completely shape the rest of your day the rest of your week even Mm. um and that could all be from having a paper cut yeah and i think it's it's so difficult to to kind of understand um and i'm really like most of the time it's really annoying when people talk about other people within the conversation but i really like the fact that we're both using examples of when we've spoken to other people about mental health like that's just so cool to to hear it's not like oh we're having this secret conversation it's like oh yeah we talk to people about it and they talk to us and that's quite like normal um but i was talking to to someone yesterday um, and they were telling me about how, uh, like, they're not generally a social person. They really struggle with, um, like, groups of people. Um, and a lot of the time when they'll um, take part in some sort of group activity, seems like a weird word, but group event or meetup or something like that, actually after, like, a couple of hours of doing that, they'll go home and sleep for, like, 12 hours because it just absolutely wipes it out of them. Um and that idea doesn't seem like something strange to me. Like I can completely understand that. But then yeah. when you actually think about it, you're like, whoa, actually, like I can't, I understand that in terms of like, oh, we went out this one time and now you're going to have to rest for like a whole day to get over it. I understand that. But actually in terms of like their life, like to think, oh, every time you do something in a group, you've actually got to allow like, I can't do anything else that day or possibly like the morning of the next day, not because of like, Oh, I've eaten so much or I've drunk so much or whatever. It's actually just because of that social situation is such a challenge for me. Um, I'm absolutely wiped out after that. Yeah. It's, um, it's really hard. And my, my personal anxiety isn't social anxiety as such. Um, but I can see how that can happen to people, and it's it it's hard to because I really feel for those for those people when they say that because mm. I understand how I mean humans need interaction of some kind, um, which is why I think the internet is a great space. Yeah, because I think it can help bridge that gap and allow that person to have some traditional kind of communication without feeling without having that effect on their body like you said it's it's working out um kind of what the challenges are for you and how you can sort of um work around that as best possible if the the idea of actually being with people physically is the challenge like you say you can talk online um whether that's things like this on skype or um you can facetime or if it's actually seeing that person that's an issue you know you've got text messages um you've got 
um, kind of web chat forums and things like that. Yeah. Um, and social media as well. So there's lots of great spaces that you can use. And I think, um, not that I would say that's something I particularly struggle with, but I have found that um, it's a great opportunity to start the conversation about mental health where um like i naturally struggle to talk to people that i this sounds weird now people that i know in the um i've known them for a long time uh, we might have um gone to like school together or something like that or maybe we've previously worked together um and those people that i know from in brackets real life um i would really struggle to sit down and have a conversation with them about um my mental health in particular Whereas uh, the people that I've spoken to online, I found that really easy to do off the bat. Um, and then when you actually get to meet some of those people in real life, you're in an amazing situation where your mental health is not a secret topic. It's not something that you need to explain. Not only do they know your story and you know their story, but it's just a normal part of a conversation um, and a very, um, like it's a non, it's not a special um thing to talk about then which is really nice yeah no definitely i know i know exactly what you mean like um i'm more likely to i mean i have i do speak about it with um people who i know but not um not in the present if that makes any sense at all it's more about my sort of past experience Mm. and kind of and it's mainly with other people who have suffered with it as well to help them and reassure them that they're not alone yeah it's not necessarily something that i would just speak about to anybody Mm. whereas online i think i'm more if i'm if i see a tweet about mental health or something i'm more likely to reach out straight away yeah if that makes any sense what did you um yes it does make sense (laughs) (laughs) what um what kind of um response have you had in regards to obviously where you put out a lot of content about um fashion beauty and lifestyle in comparison what kind of response do you get online when you post or when you talk about mental health um a lot of people are thankful Mm. that i've spoken about it yeah and and they said oh i really like enjoy watching your video on confidence because it really helped me and you know your post about anxiety really helped me because now i'm going to do this to help me at night and little things like that and that really means a lot to me because it it makes it worthwhile talking about those things because it's not always easy yeah i think that's really cool to, to like hear back from people as well um yeah and i'm not uh, i mean i'm sure you get some thank you messages for some of um the shopping and retail ideas that you put out as well but (laughs) um i think that's like there's a very different um sort of interaction with people when you are talking about something that is i guess not an option um when i think people talk about lifestyle may be different but when you're talking about kind of fashion and beauty it's a lot of the time about um products that you're going to like or that you'll find beneficial or useful 
Yeah. Um, whereas when you're talking about mental health, it's something that you can't choose. You don't have a choice on, oh, do I get to be um, like depressed or do I get to have anxiety or bipolar or um, OCD? It's kind of like, I'm really struggling with this. I don't know how to deal with it. And maybe it's someone that watches your content anyway. And to then suddenly hear you talk up about um, a personal issue... Um, and something that they connect with um, I think that's really good that firstly that you do it but also that you get that response that they feel I guess confident enough to even give you a reply um, because to some extent in replying and in saying thank you that is kind of like an expression of oh I associate with what you're talking about if that makes sense yeah no it definitely doesn't I am appreciative of any comment or any feedback I get of any of my content, mm. but there is a definite difference in the feedback I get from a fashion post to an ex- to a post I've written about anxiety. Mm. Um, I think the key thing is is when I do put the content out that I try and make it um, as reassuring as possible, and also rather than just share my story, share tips or share how I've dealt with stuff. Okay. Um to kind of provide something rather than just me talking about it because me although talking about mental health in any capacity is useful um I wanted it to be a little bit more than that if that makes any sense. Yeah, do you think do you think the fact you do um like the other stuff around like fashion beauty do you think that's helped you when you've talked about mental health? Have that mindset of, of not just like you say, not just talking about your story, but actually saying, "Oh, there's this particular um, like app, or there's this activity, or this maybe even this product that I used, and um, like I found it really useful." Um, do you think that's maybe like a slightly different mindset because you have that other content? Possibly, um, but also it's the type of. Um, content that i would read as well like it's not necessarily recommendations of like um products or apps but like things that i do at night mate as well to like reduce my anxiety for the next day yeah or you know like little things like that those are the type of posts that i really have read and i found useful mm. um so to that's why I've done that as well. Yeah, I think it's really interesting because I think, um, like, I have seen or read um, posts that do do that, but I don't think I've read that many and I don't think they do it that much. Um, and it is a lot more of a, um, a breaking the stigma type of post rather <laughs> than, um, like, some of the stuff that's really helped. So I think that's, like, a really... Maybe loads of people do do it. Maybe I've seen and heard loads and it's just not clicked in my head because I haven't thought of it like that. But I think that is a great way to kind of talk through stuff and actually, um, like you say, it's not necessarily a recommendation because everyone's different and will be affected by different things. But um, kind of putting that positive spin on it in that, like, I did this or I do this and it really helps me. Um, Like you say, that could just be a routine. Um, Yeah. But I think that's... um, yeah I don't know I feel like that's quite an interesting thing and would be something that I feel I probably don't do that that much um 
and it's definitely something that I'll take away from this chat now and think, oh, like, is there stuff that I could maybe talk about that are like positive things that I do or that have helped over time? Um, so I think that's definitely a really good point for um, people that are maybe thinking about different ways that they can kind of talk out um, and support other people as well. Yeah, I mean, I think like because I'm, uh, I know like when I realized what I was going through and I was looking on the internet I think if somebody was looking for answers through Mm. the internet like so many people do yeah uh, it's a great way to get to not only reassure them that there is light on the other side of the tunnel so to speak yeah but there's also that they're not alone but also and things that have like you said that have worked like I came across uh, some ideas on like being positive and lifting your mood when you're feeling down and going through a down period things like having a gratitude jar and also like practicing mindfulness Mm. and things like that like there's a a few mindfulness journals out there that I have come across I haven't used them yet um, because I've just recently come across them yeah but you know, I wouldn't have found that without having seeing a similar post. So I think that's quite interesting. Yeah, I think oh, mindfulness is another one of those things that oh, I I hmm, I see that I guess I see the word a lot, um, and I've done some mindfulness activities, and um, I think when I actually do them, they're really useful, um, but. Um, I struggle with it in that I, uh, I don't know. I don't. I think I don't fully have the motivation to take part in it. And it's a similar thing with things like um, I tried. I think it was like a mindfulness yoga introduction or something like that. Um, and Kay, that's been on the podcast a couple of times, keeps on posting all this really great stuff about doing yoga and all this sort of stuff. And I'm like, right, I've got to give it a go. Um, and it was kind of good when I did it, but that that mindset is a very hard one to get into. And I guess like the more people that say, oh, I'm doing it or I'm taking part in it or um, it kind of then allows you to, even though you might be doing it on your own, um, to feel like you're part of a group um, or there's a few of you doing it together even though you're not doing it together (laughs) um i think that will help kind of provide that motivation for people to try different things as well which stereotyping can be something that people with um, mental health illnesses really struggle with yeah no definitely i think i mean yoga is a pretty good example actually because um i'm actually terrible at yoga (laughs) (laughs) um i i tried it once i was in um I was at um, a blogging conference and they had like a yoga workshop. Okay. And and yeah, it's a completely different sort of brain power to do that and mindset. And I, I wasn't able to do it half as well as I wanted to. <laughs> um, but then um, the same, but I did karate for nine years. Okay. And the, the, the effect that had on my mind, the, the, awareness and 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 that that karate provided me mm. is something that i remember and it's something that i actually want to get back into karate is quite like i don't know if it's because you jumped from yoga to karate but in my mind karate is quite a 
um, like a spiritual mindfulness type activity, I guess. In my mm-hmm. mind, maybe is that is that just films that have given me that impression? No, I mean, <laughs> it's not. It's it's not like the Karate Kid. There isn't that <laughs> thought behind it, but there is a certain discipline and a sort of um, mindfulness, for lack of a word, better word, hmm. um, with it. It's, it is a community and, and stuff like that as well, similar to yoga. Um, hmm. So there are definite links, which I wouldn't have necessarily originally put together. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's just a different outlook. But yeah, it's similar. It is a similar thing for me personally. So Yeah, I can't... In my mind now, I'm just imagining, like... Did you say it was a conference you were at where they were doing yoga? Yeah. Yeah, I just... Oh, I don't... Okay. What sort of was, conference it was, was it? It was conference, and it was, like, in the morning when people were getting breakfast, they had, like, a yoga workshop. Oh, okay. Okay, so there was... It wasn't like, oh, we're here halfway through, like, chatting about no. different <laughs> stuff and, like... Let's all, um, you can go go and have lunch, or those of you that feel more like yoga, you can go and do yoga in the other room. No, no, <laughs> this is this is on a Sunday morning, um, okay. and it was like before the session started. <laughs> oh, God, in my mind, all these people like a mixture of like <laughs> people in suits and people in jeans, <laughs> all doing yoga in like the most impractical clothing. <laughs> No, no, there were there was yoga, there was yoga wear, and there was yoga mats and stuff. (laughs) Yeah, that's one of the things that I struggled with. I was like, all right, so from like the pictures and the videos I've seen, it looks like I need a yoga mat to do this. It's like, oh, I'm just gonna like try it. So I'm not gonna go out and buy a yoga mat. And then I remembered I've got like a uh, like a camping mat. Oh yeah, I'm sure that'll do. It's like the same thing, right? <laughs> so I rolled <laughs> that out, and like I, I don't know exactly how the the uh, measurements work, but I think like the camping mat is only half as wide as the yoga mat. So when you go to do like all these different positions and just like holding yourself in one like position or anything like that, and you can't, you've got like one foot on a mat and one foot off because it's not as wide as it's meant to be, and I think. That probably hindered my experience. I would have been better off if I do it again. I should probably do it without the mat because I think that just became like a distraction and a bit of a like an annoyance while I was doing it. Yeah, no, I mean, like I first tried it at home and I was in my front room and I just did it on the like on the carpet. I didn't have a mat or anything. Yeah. Uh, and I used um, a YouTube video to like get all the moves and stuff. Okay. Um, yeah, definitely. If you're going to try it at home, um, again, I would definitely try it without the mat. <laughs> yeah, I think I think that's what I need to do. Especially like having done it now, I've got a sense that yeah, obviously the mat is beneficial, but it's not essential. Yeah. Um But it's all the little things you learn, I guess. I mean, it's all a uh, learning curve. <laughs> I, I remember. Oh, this is years ago now. I remember <laughs> seeing that my mum had. Uh, she had like one of these workout DVDs. And I was like, oh, right, I'm going to do one of these. Because, like, you know how people always have stuff like that and then never use it? And I was like, this has got a bit... It looks like... It was like a Ministry of Sound one or something. So I thought, oh, okay, this has got to be quite good. I'm going to give it a go. So I borrowed that for, like, a weekend, brought it home. Um, and I was like, right, I'm going to do it on Saturday. So put this DVD in, go to do it. And I was like, oh, it's a really good, like, actually, it was a really good workout. It's a Ministry of Sound one, so the music was quite good as well. Like, I felt my legs a little bit as I was going through. Um... 
and then it was towards the end I realised like a lot of it is kind of like um, it's sort of bouncing um, is a lot of the moves as you move around um, and they're um, doing this in a boxing ring um, so it's got okay. it's obviously like got the like the surface for bouncing around so the floor gives slightly in the ring whereas I'm just doing it at home on a hard floor I'm not in a gym or in a studio or anything like that and then the next day oh my god like I really struggled to just walk because oh, no. I've done all these bouncing activities on a on a surface that really is not ready for what they were doing um maybe if you did it somewhere where there was like quite um a decent sort of carpet or something like that maybe that would have been okay but oh and but towards the end of the dvd i started to think i was like "Mm, their surface is a very different one to mine and my legs hurt quite a lot and so yeah it's all a learning curve (laughs) yeah i mean that's the difference like doing like um at home exercises you have to kind of i mean i I think you can get some really good ones now, but I think, like, put into context where they are when they're doing it as well <laughs> yeah. makes a big difference. I, that would, I would have been the same. I would have done exactly what you would have done. So yeah. you want to look that. <laughs> they didn't say, like, think about your floor surface. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, so I guess, like, uh, it would be interesting as well to find out a little bit how, over time, obviously, you've built up um the content that you're putting up and that you're talking about um and for us more recently being part of things like um daily focal um where you kind of see as we're coming up to the new year um where you see sort of next year taking you what you think about um the kind of the content that you're putting up and the projects that you might have or be interested in for next year okay uh so one of the things that i want to do next year is work with um organizations um to work with like content creators and i'm i'm gonna use the word influencer but okay um like very loosely but like that you know like reaching um people in the digital space to help get their messages across yeah and that could be like working with a charity or that could be working with um a pr company or something like because i i've done a lot of i've had a lot of discussions with people who i've met this year like from smaller companies smaller organizations and even big ones who are very interested in working with bloggers content creators um but not knowing how to do that or how best to approach it or what to look out for Mm. and things like that so i would definitely love to kind of help them in that way I think that's a really interesting um, thing to be working towards as well because it is. You weren't expecting that one, were you? No, it's it's um it's something I've seen a few a few people do, um, and I think it's it kind of depends on I guess um, the space that they operate within because um, I've seen some really really cool ones where um, they actually make you aware of. Um, products brands charities events that um you would never have heard of before uh and i think that's a great way to kind of um get messages across because you get to know a little bit more about the person that puts that content out because they're interested in like i say that particular product activity event um and you get to find out about stuff that you didn't know about before and i think 
I've got a funny feeling that's how I found out about um, park runs. Um, so it's like a, I think it's a 5k kind of like fun run each week and there's loads in different areas. And I think the first time I saw um, park runs was because someone had posted um, like that they'd volunteered at one of the events as like a marshal. Um, so even little things like that, like it's a great way to find out about some of the stuff that's going on as well. Yeah, definitely. Um, and it's just about communicating and working best. And I think if it's done sincerely and mm. like genuinely, it can be done really well. Yeah. And you can get great campaigns out of it. Yeah. And I think for, um, I don't know about what your, like, uh, if you're happy to say kind of what you do in your normal working life, just generally. Yeah. I'm a marketing assistant at the moment. Okay, so it kind of works into like a little bit of skill and professional development as well, I guess, to be able to do things like um, network and create those links for your personal hobby, interest, own project. <laughs> yeah, it's it's kind of like bridging the worlds together, I guess. Definitely. Yeah. Um, because I think sometimes that's the area that I think creates a little bit of... I don't know if interest is the right word. I guess debate amongst some people where, um, especially for people that post a lot of content around mental health, where sometimes the the fact that they post about mental health and about their mental health personally um, is seen as a negative thing sometimes in terms of their career uh, and getting or keeping job opportunities. Whereas um, in my mind, while I understand why that judgment is there i also think it's about pulling on the benefits that um they are talking um openly so there's an element of both um kind of public speaking communication whether that's written or oral um, being able to sort of market yourself put the content out there there's so many um not just marketing skills but so many transferable skills that you are not necessarily well I guess you're learning them but you're actually demonstrating them as well um and obviously if you're in a career where that's uh beneficial then that's great but I think for a lot of people um actually just those skills would be useful in any job um and sometimes it's a missed um I guess like a missed selling point of yourself yeah I know exactly what you mean like I I understand why well I don't, I don't understand it but i can see why it could be a hindrance to someone's career but mm. if they're like you're doing this podcast about mental health issues yeah and and that in itself is a skill mm. do, you, do you like you know you you have to edit this you have to upload it and yeah. you know and that's still a skill that you can use in a variety of professions so why shouldn't you be able to do that I think it's it's a really interesting point because I see um, like both sides of um, how people are affected by um, the type of stuff they post and the like almost the negative side of um, I know a few people that um, don't have jobs and that are trying to get jobs um, and are unsure as to kind of expose I guess like the content how that much they, they going yeah um, which I find really interesting because to me. And uh, I guess if I was in a different situation, maybe I'd feel differently. Um, if I 
didn't have a job, um, I would talk about the the stuff I put online because I feel like there's so many skills that are involved there. There's um, some really great kind of examples that you're able to then give to like interview answers and questions on a um, application form and things like that. Yeah. Um, but being in a situation where I do have a job, I wouldn't talk about or I don't talk about uh, as a general rule um, the stuff I post online at a current job. Um, and I guess it's because I, I, there's a number of different reasons, but I suppose I'm not in the situation where I need to like show that I have additional skills. Whereas if I went for another job, um, then that will probably feed into my decision a bit more because I'd feel like I now need to sell myself to this potential employer, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, definitely. And I, um, cause I'm not exactly where I want to be in my career. Mm. I'm not going to say that I'm not, cautious of the way that I talk about mental health online mm. um, I, but that doesn't stop me from talking about it Yeah. but I know like if I didn't have a career at all if I didn't have the job that I've got now yeah, I would probably be even more weary of that so I can definitely see that side of it, I wish it didn't happen yeah, uh, but I can definitely see why it does happen, and it's a shame that it does. Mm. I suppose it just feeds into that idea that uh, we talk more often uh, and more openly about not just mental health, but I guess uh, a lot of different topics that are um, stereotyped or stigmatized um, in societies at the moment. And you know, the more we talk about them, the more they become normalized. I guess. Um, and that helps over time, I suppose. I mean, I think definitely in the last year, oh, it's so difficult, isn't it? Because when you're in it, um, you are exposed to more of it. You uh, you seem more consciously aware. Yeah, of it. <laughs> like I'm like, oh, in the last year, I've seen such an increase <laughs> in the yeah. content that's around mental health, and I'm like, yeah, but is that because I now am involved in that content, or I am specifically looking for that content that I I will naturally see more. Yeah, it's, it's a tricky one, isn't it? Because I'm exactly the same. Like, um, I hadn't really spoken much about it previously to this year. Yeah. But now that I have, even just in life in general, I've been a bit more vocal about it. Yeah. yeah I've kind of picked up on things a lot more around my, like, surrounding areas and online and stuff. And it might just be because my brain's kind of in tune to that now. Mm. Or is it? always been there it's it's i I don't i don't know like (laughs) on one hand like it'd be awesome to say yes in the last year there's been loads more content put up there's a lot more people talking about it um but um i don't know i don't feel like i can honestly say that because i don't feel that kind of previous to maybe like two years ago i would have really looked or been aware of of a lot of that content anyway so it's, 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 yeah, you can't really say it either way, really. Yeah, I I don't know. All I know is that I feel like <laughs> um, there is more content and I feel like uh, there are more people talking about mental health, which um, is a great thing because that means there's more people that are confident in talking about it, but also there are more people being exposed to those conversations as well. Yeah, I think... Um... I've definitely seen a lot more conversation happening. Um, 
in general, like mainstream conversation happening mm. um, in the media and stuff, which is really interesting. I mean, there's even an article in um, Blogosphere magazine surrounding mental health, um, which is quite interesting. Because um, I think that there's a conversation that I read the other day about online like content creators that you know youtube content creators and stuff Mm. um discussing a lot more about their mental health than if it's something that drives people to make that sort of content is there something that makes them want to talk about it and stuff so that's really interesting to see like magazines and stuff pick up on that yeah because i think um I don't know, I feel I will associate more with a smaller um, like blogger, vlogger, podcaster, whoever, that uh, talks about their experiences because that's what I will associate more with rather than someone that has like a huge following or something like that. But um, I think that person has also got kind of like, I can see how they could feel like they have more to risk if you think, oh, I've got 10 people following me as averse to, like, 1 million, then if if you think, oh, there's a million people that are following me, that's quite a lot of people to expose the fact that I'm um, severely depressed or have, like, um, really bad OCD. Um, and again, but then it comes back to kind of that idea of the, um, the bus and the bit of paper. Um, if you've only got a small following, then is your relationship with those people a lot more intense? So, I don't know. I think, see, I I couldn't not mention it in some form or capacity mm. for me, my personally, just because my content is me, essentially. It's just what I am and who I am, and I don't think I'd be able to hide a part of me, if yeah. that makes yeah. any sense. I feel like you. I feel like you might have just described lifestyle blogging. Yeah, I didn't think of that. Yeah, I feel like that's the best explanation I've ever heard. Thank you. I can't even remember what I said. I love. I love that it was in no way like the answer to that question, but I feel like it was. Like, um, it's just talking about you, your experiences, and your interests, and what you experience is your life is your lifestyle um, yeah yeah I think that's quite a good quite a good explanation and I think when you when you share a lot of yourself online the only way to do that in a genuine manner is to share all of you like mm. okay not every single thing but all aspects of your personality yeah I mean um, yeah not not everyone wants to see us like shower and go to the toilet, but like you say, <laughs> different aspects of your, your like your personality or your experiences or what you do um, shows kind of that well-rounded view of you. Yeah, it's yeah. That's cool. pretty much it. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that's quite a nice little wrap up towards the end there of um, kind of like a definition of lifestyle blogging and. Um, I guess like the way that we talk about different issues um, as well. I don't know if there's anything else you kind of wanted to mention as we come towards the end. Um, Well, I was just going to add like the do talking about mental health in that way that we were just talking about. 
yeah. in kind of a rounded way will help to kind of like I don't use the word normalize it but yeah. kind of make it more so that people understand it's not just something that happens to it's one particular type of person it's something that a variety of people experience in a tremendously different amounts of ways mm, and you um, can be happy one second and you can yeah have an anxiety attack or be completely down the next and i think it's refreshing to see it in that way yeah i think it's kind of um I'll say normalising sometimes, um, for lack of a better term, but I think really it's um, destigmatising, I guess, um, that type of conversation. Um, yeah. And one um, great experience I think I would want to share of that is um, the recent trip to Manchester I had as part of the um, uh, MH Meet organised by... Uh, Rachel on Twitter in that it was a great space for I think there was around 10 of us uh maybe a few more that met up in Manchester that um talk about mental health and um you had conversations there where um I think I I feel like it was Sean and Liv that were talking about one person was talking about their mental health and then someone else started talking about like their dogs and their cats and stuff and (laughs) that idea that it's not like oh my god she's talking about like um, depression or anxiety um, and there's loads of attention drawn to that like we're all there because we know um, that we are affected by different mental health so we talk about different mental health and that took away the stigma like we're all quite happy to talk to each other about um, our own um, health uh, and also not like f- not feel like there was loads of attention on that and that quite quickly you can change topic in the way that if we were talking about um, a book review that then led on to a conversation about a coffee shop um, that then led on to a conversation about a library, uh, like there wasn't that huge um, like refocus. It was just like a natural conversation between people where there were different topics of conversation. Um, and that felt very destigmatized. It felt very, oh, like again, for lack of a better word, normalized in the, um, you can talk about mental health. It wasn't something special. Um, it was just another topic. It was another part of your experience um, alongside like what pets you had and things like that. So that was a really nice experience. And um, I'm looking forward to having a, a I'm going to try to have more of those experiences, I think, next year. Yeah, I mean, if you ever go to another one, let me know. I'll definitely yeah. come. But I think I think this conversation actually is a really good example of that because we've talked about everything I think in mm. this conversation and it hasn't been solely focused on one particular thing and I think having more conversations in that way yeah um, can only be a good thing cool I think so too <laughs> um so to kind of get to rounding us off um if people want to hear read or see more of you um where can they go to um, so my website is www.bamblingsofnaffy.com and my Twitter and Instagram are both Bamblings of Naffy and so is my YouTube channel so you can find me across all those platforms. Oh, I love that you've got the branding on point with um, 
keeping it all the same. <laughs> I did change. I did change my Twitter to make that fit. I will. Admit. Did you? <laughs> that's, good. Yeah. I, no, that's completely fine. <laughs> I think I've. I have started to struggle where like. Um, some places are like with the oh, I said this with the with Skype like there's underscores here and there and all over the place now where they're they're not always there so um, again as always if you want to find out a little bit more about the podcast um, the blogs and things like that that I do uh, my website is mikesopenjournal.com uh, and again as as we have kind of um a lot of the time the best place to find me is over on twitter so i'm mike underscore douglas underscore or if you just want the podcast and not all of the other crap that i talk about um then that's open underscore journal underscore um so there are slightly different addresses for websites and podcasts and different things and yeah it gets a little bit confusing um but uh, a big thank you to you for coming on to for, onto the podcast for talking openly uh, and honestly about both your experience with mental health but also some of the cool stuff that you've had going on and sounds like we'll have going on next year as well um so it'd be really exciting to um see how that goes and also to look out for your video that's going up did you say on monday tuesday sunday um, sunday i was yeah. closest <laughs> uh with your trip as well so um definitely worth having a look at that one and uh we are both part of the daily focal blogging team so you can go and check out all of the blogs and things that are going on over there at dailyfocal.com um and kind of similar i think to our discussions there's a lot of different topics going on there yeah. and i think that's been i don't know about you but i feel like that's been a good part for us to be involved in as well and again the idea that actually i've seen a few people that um oh damn it for not having examples um but that have blogged about things like um beauty and fashion um and actually had like a mental health twist to them as well so the idea that the the content while it may feel like it fits under certain categories actually a lot of the time there's huge crossovers even within those posts as well yeah, no, definitely. I mean, the Daily Focal is a great web- uh, example of a website where there's so much different things going on in there, mm. like so much different types of content, and you really have to read each post to get a grasp of what they're about because they're very so varied. Yeah, cool. <laughs> um, so thank you very much for for listening, and thank you very much to Fisher for coming on to the podcast. Um, and I look forward to talking to you again soon. Thanks for having me. See you later. No worries. See you later. Bye. Bye. And again, it's like it's something different to talking about mental health all the time. Um, and I think, like you were saying earlier, with the like working with different brands and things like that, like um, I feel like doing stuff that's more around like maybe like local events or things like that that I might go to um, would be quite interesting to do in the future as well. Yeah, I mean, it's like it's always good to kind of talk about different aspects of your life as well and it kind mm. of like I like I try tried to say it kind of like normalizes it in a way like kind of 
in a good way though not in yeah. like a forgotten way it kind of shows that you can do other things in your life besides focus on your mental health struggles at the time yeah yeah i think um i guess that's that gap or that jump or that slight twist into like lifestyle type content yeah i guess so it's i don't really think of that until you pointed that out but i guess yeah it is pretty much like that yeah because i think that's that crossover of like so if you um uh let's pick something that's um so like fashion okay if you just talk about fashion let's say um to me that means like you're gonna say this dress is good i like it this is where to buy it um whereas if you say like this dress is good this is where to buy it um i felt really good when i wore this dress um like it really lifted my confidence um and i was able to be a lot more sociable with people and it definitely made a difference to like the way i felt um and i wore it along to um this end of year event where i got to talk to some people that i used to work with and i got to meet the local mayor or whatever um and then rather than just being a fashion piece to me that's then like i guess that's a lifestyle piece because you've spoken about fashion about your own like health your own like mental health the way you felt when you were wearing the dress um and then it's also like i suppose kind of like a traveling tourismy thing because you've spoken about a particular event and meeting people within that event so to me that's like the crossover of that's the difference between like a fashion post and a lifestyle post i don't know does that make sense yeah i think i it's not just saying like running you through what you're wearing it's saying giving a little bit more context to it which yeah yeah and i think it's that's go on what that, are you saying is that where you get people that say like i'm a fashion lifestyle person where really it's just it's a lifestyle person that's focusing on fashion oh i don't know it's just like you say it's, you get caught yeah. up in the labels I think it's because some people start off just wanting to talk about the outfits and then as you kind of grow into the online world yeah. and as you grow up as a person as well, you want to go a little bit more deeper into that. Mm. Um, so it's quite interesting to see how it develops. So I think even like the fashion blogs and stuff that I follow, yeah. they actually have a story in the post as long as with the pictures it's not yeah just about what they're wearing okay yeah i don't know i do find it interesting as like a i don't know i find it interesting as just like a talking topic um just i don't know i feel like all the different categories like mental health fashion beauty like travel are all quite set like parameters and because i really struggle with my a part of my mind i guess with like the explanation of a lifestyle blogger like it just brings up so many like cool ideas and discussion points as to like what the difference is between different blogs and um like video feeds and channels and stuff so it's that crossover between like getting caught up on a small thing like the tag or the title or the category or whatever but also quite like a cool conversation because everyone like it it gets me quite a lot, like a lot more than it should. <laughs> um, so I've spoken about it to a couple of different people and like each time 
the conversation is slightly different and like my explanation of what I think of it is slightly different. So I do find it as quite like an interesting talking point. Yeah, no, it's it's really I haven't really thought about it like that as much. So it was quite interesting to see your perspective. I think because a lot of the content that I follow is sort of lifestyle related anyway. Mm. And I haven't really wanted to give it too much thought because I didn't really want to. I mean, some people like, I don't really want to say like I'm a certain type of blogger. Yeah. Either. Because I talk about books on my blog as well because I yeah. enjoy Um So it's really varied and I think that's, that's why I enjoy it. Yes. Yeah. I, I suppose maybe like, I don't know because you're happy with your understanding of it maybe like that's why you don't think about it whereas because I don't feel like I fully get it (laughs) I think that's why I put like so much thought into it and I'm like but just don't like give me an explanation like what is it it's that I don't know it's part of my brain the need to like understand it I guess um, yeah unless we both got into like the online world and stuff as well in a different way because yeah. I kind of started by reading these this type of content. Yeah. Whereas obviously that wouldn't be something that you would have gone looking out for. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, that's quite interesting. No. I'm gonna no. ask people about that actually. Yeah. Cause, ask. Because <laughs> I, I always think... find it like quite interesting, like what people who aren't really submerged in like yeah. the online world or blogging, what they think of it. Mm. or even people even people that are but are in certain like categories so like i say like my understanding of like a fashion blogger would be someone that talks specifically about like i said like this is my dress this is where it's from um like people that actually like blog specifically and just about fashion could perceive it as like something very different to like what i perceive it as um so even people that do do it um but do like different types of categories and people that blog about books will talk about those in a completely different way to the way like I imagine they would um but yeah definitely even even talking to those people and like you say talking to people that aren't um exposing their lives I guess online as well will have a very different outlook and understanding of what those are as well so yeah I think everyone has like their own sort of comfort levels um Mm. As to like what they want to put out in the world. Yeah. I guess. It's just quite interesting. <laughs> true. Very true. Right. I am going to finish off the um, chocolate cake I've got downstairs. <laughs> oh, sorry. I, I actually, I told someone at um, work about this the other day and I was like, um, oh, what, I can't think what we were talking about. And I was like, oh, I've got like a chocolate cake and stuff at home. And um, it's like a kind of like a birthday cake, and they were like, "But it's not your birthday. Like your birthday's in the summer." And I was like, "Oh yeah, no. I just saw like it was a chocolate cake, and I kind of fancied a chocolate cake, so I got it." They're like, "What? Like to yourself?" And I was like, "Yeah." yeah why? <laughs> it's like every so often you need a treat, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh dear, it's just so funny. I was like, "People do do this. I know people do this." Like. <laughs> They do. Yeah. <laughs> they do. Don't worry. <laughs> oh, I I used to like. I love after Easter when all the chocolates reduced. I'm like, yep, 
get me some chocolate after Easter. <laughs> I'll be like that after um, Christmas as well now, won't it? Be like yeah. Boxing Day. Yeah. That'll be Big quite time. good. Big time. I've told um, some of the people I, I'm like, because um, there was that whole like, oh, have you got your advent calendar and stuff the other day? And I was like, if you haven't got one now, don't worry. We'll like wait until like the 15th or the 17th or something like that. And I said, they'll all be half price and it's all going to have the same amount of chocolate in it. So just wait until then. That's quite a good idea. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, they'll all drop in price because you should have had half of the day. So it's no, it's no good as an advent calendar then. So. Does mean you get to eat all the chocolate at once. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Well, thanks very much for coming on, and um, no. be cool to to do another one um, next year, and maybe do something uh, around some of the other projects and stuff when you get those going on. Um, yeah, definitely. As we were talking, kind of about doing the group stuff, I thought it'd be quite cool if I can get. Um, a few of the other guys that are doing the daily focal stuff to come on and maybe we can do sort of uh, some sort of group chat with like three or four people or something so that um, would be so cool that would be quite cool to to have a chat through so um, I'll see if because I know um, like Rich has come on a few times before so I know he would be he'd probably be interested um, and I've spoken to Charlie about coming on before um, but we've never been able to organise a date um, so it might be that we try and get something sorted for um, early next year because that'd be quite a cool one to do yeah that'd be quite cool because uh, like I've spoken to Rich like on WhatsApp and Twitter and stuff but I've never yeah. really spoken to him like yourself like the first time I like, yeah. speak hearing your voice and stuff so that'd be quite interesting yeah so fingers crossed for doing something like that that'd be quite cool and it's quite a natural like we'll all have different stuff that we are interested in but also have like the project in common so that'd be quite a cool one to to do so yeah that's given me a good idea (laughs) yeah no that'd be quite good because we all have different things to talk about but then yeah we all have like the we have daily focal in common we have other things in common as well which would be quite interesting to see how the conversation will go yeah, I think it'd be cool, and yeah, it'd be just, oh, I don't know, I'm excited now for the idea of, like, a group chat. Yeah, we'll definitely have to get it sorted out. Yeah, I will do. What I'll do is I'll have to, I have to, like, tweet people tonight, because I'll forget, like, in about two hours, I'll <laughs> forget that completely, and that idea will fester away in my brain for a month or two before I remember it again. <laughs> um but yeah thanks very much for coming on and um have a really nice evening and talk soon yeah no worries have a good evening and thank you very much for having me on the podcast no worries see you Uh, see you soon bye bye